0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Simple Down Podcast. Here we talk about things that help us simplify our lives from within. And today we're looking at the anti-stress agenda the world's pushing and how it affects us. Does it really create more zen in the world or does it make us more fragile in the face of stress? So yesterday, I was drinking my second cup of coffee. And if you know me or anything about me, two cups of coffee is a bit weird for me because I generally don't drink coffee, or anything with caffeine for that matter, but when I'm at my mom's I do make an exception because she has this coffee machine where I can make my coffee super super light, so I do fancy a cup now and then, but two cups is still very unusual. One cup I can handle like a big girl without actually feeling you know, any negative effects of caffeine, but once on a blue moon that one cup just doesn't feel right, and yesterday was one of those days. Suddenly. I was you know, drinking the second cup and I was like, oh great, I'm halfway through my second cup and I'm already feeling quite antsy. This was a mistake. you know, Because with my history of anxiety and panic, antsy is not something I prefer to feel. But at the same time, I got this idea that, well, maybe I wanted the second cup because my body wanted a bit of that rush. Then we have the question, why would my body want to feel bad? You know compared to that restful peaceful state i usually try to keep it in if it was a habit with like some sort of a positive reward at the end i would totally get it but this reward doesn't even feel good and it's not a social thing as well i do it alone so having scratched out those most obvious explanations i could think of i got even more curious my intuitive thought or question was that what if we're able to stress ourselves out for a reason. Like, a reason that is very beneficial for us. But this gets instantly pushed down by the global narrative of how horrible stress is. I don't think I've even seen an article in a health magazine or a report on a health program about how much benefits we gain from stress. It is sometimes mentioned that our fight or flight gives us a boost of energy or something, but that is instantaneously pushed aside by tips and tricks to reduce stress. So even though we do get some glimpses of what stress does, the narrative is still that it's horrible and you will die from it. Right now, we're in a very stretched out place in history where we are stressed usually by too much stuff going on around us but also the constant program running in our heads constantly screaming at us for being stressed which stresses us out even more and we are completely focused on how negatively it's going to affect us and grasping around for solutions to undo the deadly harm. We're obviously programmed to live in fear and fear can make us feel weak, hopeless and all these things these negative feelings make us even more fragile against stress or any challenges that we may face in our way but even having heard this narrative for a very long time this time i intuitively felt the need to change this perception i've held for so long that stress is horrible it kills us it's the villain in our lives and that i need to do everything i can to prevent stress at all times This perception I held so strongly, and it is also constantly being reinforced in the world by the media, right? It is not serving us. Guys, we have to realize that it is not serving us. So we need a collective perception shift around it, like with everything. We need to review things that we see as our limitations and look for ways to change how we see them, so that they don't limit us anymore. Now for this part, we will focus on both real, like the real, tangible, physical parts of making this shift and also the spiritual, intangible, mental parts of it. We can start from the fact that stress is a natural part of how our bodies work, duh, right? It plays a huge part in our evolution as a species as well. So it is not there to harm us. It is not there to limit us or end us or whatever. If you find it hard to believe, I really want to talk about this research I found while researching for this episode. Nearly 30,000 people participated in the 1998 National Health Interview Survey, which asked respondents about their experience of stress in the previous 12 months and to estimate how much it had adversely affected their health. So, how much do the people think that the stress actually harmed them after checking death records through 2006 so that is like a span of eight years the investigators found that the people who said they had high levels of stress and believed it negatively affected their health had a 43 percent increased risk of dying prematurely but those who reported high levels of stress as well and didn't believe it was harmful, had the lowest risk of dying of any group in this study, even lower than those who said they had very little stress. So what's actually killing us, huh? right? After reading this, I was just mind blown because of how little this is spoken about. And I see two important things here that we really need to address. One is that we need to understand how stress works and how it's actually benefiting us. And two is the effect of a positive mindset, which goes beyond this particular topic. So when thinking about what stress is, we should keep in mind that the way we as humans are designed, the way that we've evolved, all the details of our design are actually benefiting us. When we are in positive frequency, in a higher state of frequency, our body is extremely resilient and adaptive. And if we look at stress in particular, it actually makes us stronger. It strengthens our cells, our body, our mind. It makes us smarter. It boosts our immune system. It helps us heal faster after things like you know serious physical trauma. Whenever we have challenges, physical, mental, social, stress is actually what helps us get through them. And even after periods of prolonged stress, we are still left stronger, at least having grown emotionally, with better knowledge, awareness and resilience. I'm talking about these general terms and situations which all can be looked into more deeply. My point today is not to go into particular details, but to expand our awareness of how much stress benefits us. Because we need to start learning to be less afraid of it, and more in tune with it. More in tune with when it comes up understanding why it's there then seeing how we can use this energy and release it and then sit back and relax most likely having accomplished something awesome there's one particular example i want to look into though which i read about in the book called antifragile which i mentioned in the previous episode basically it shows the benefits of high level stress in physical training terms You know, we're usually advised to take our time with exercise to increase our pace or our weights consistently to not stress our body out and stuff like that. The author made a perfect point that actually deadlifting your absolute maximum weight once and calling it a day is actually more beneficial in growing your actual strength. Than just lifting the same sort of uh, medium weight 30 times or something to flex your muscles. Because the next time you go do your deadlift your body will be super ready to lift that same weight but since our bodies tend to overcompensate in preparation you will be able to lift even more and so on it goes. That's a real life benefit of stress for you. It literally expands our capabilities The same thing goes for sprinters. If you run at your absolute maximum speed for like 10 seconds, you will be improving your speed much more effectively compared to focusing on increasing your 10 mile average. This illustrates well the difference between high level short term stress and low key long term stress. We can see that we grow through the short term high-level stress, this stress makes us stronger, more resilient, greater in every way. The long-term one is problematic and we will look into it a bit later in the episode. Point is, our body is more than adapted to respond to high-level stress and grow through it. That is how we've evolved so far beyond anything our ancestors could have imagined. Our stress is our fuel for growth, for expansion, for longevity, for activating the best of what our bodies can do. It is nothing to be afraid of, but it is important to understand in order to make it work for you. Now, to address the more spiritual and mental part of the research results, we come back to the classics. As Joe Dispenza always says, your personality creates your personal reality. And what is your personality? It's your actions, thoughts, reactions. So basically your actions, thoughts, and reactions create your life, not the other way around. This illustrates why the people Who were under a lot of stress but did not count the stress to be anything serious were more resilient because their thoughts actions and reactions were focused on other things very likely positive and high frequency things not mining the stress that much not giving into the fear of hardships so in turn they did not create stress problems in their personal reality they experienced stress they lived through it they felt it, but it did not end up describing the reality in any way. It was not giving the attention to do so, and it was not fed with fear to grow. Now, looking into this made me think about my own relationship with stress and fear. I've experienced my biggest breakthroughs, I have to say, in getting over my psychological problems and limitations in those moments when I've put myself in high stress situations purposely and experienced the stress fully, embraced it even, compared to all the times when I was avoiding such high-stress situations and was living in that low-stress-but-still-stressed-but-in-denial sort of a state. You know, like, the breakthroughs came from looking my fear in the eye and just sprinting towards it. Every time after having faced that high-stress situation, I would feel so calm afterwards. And if I went avoiding and hiding for too long, then that low-level, simmering stress would become unbearable and start creating havoc on my health and life. And not even that, when we have a high stress thing coming up in the future even, all the things, all the other things that usually would make us feel stressed, they also diminish. For example, ever since my anxiety problems started, I've been stressed by flying. And even though I was flying frequently and those flights were simple, easy to take, all in Europe, they would still keep me low-key stressed in the back end of my program. And this summer I had a moving flight coming up, meaning it was my usual flight, but with lots of baggage and luggage and all of that. And typically I would be stressed out even more. But right before summer, I actually bought a ticket to Korea, which will be my biggest flight ever. And even though that trip was still far away, my moving flight turned into a light, simple project. In comparison, I didn't really feel that low key stress because my mind is already prepping me up for the big thing coming up later in the summer, right? It's just like we saw in the physical training examples. Our body understands us, it gets prepared, and then we grow through these high stress experiences. We evolve, we build resilience, and we also build confidence and inner strength, self-belief, all that stuff, all by stressing ourselves out, but I mean, out not like low-key simmering in it for years so consider this just get up and go do that thing you've been thinking throughout all of this like these this entire episode the thing that you're most freaked out by or if it's something you can't do right now due to circumstances do something else you're freaked out by just a thought use your stress responses to build yourself up in an aligned way of course in an authentic way really feel into yourself Awaken yourself to the desire to ascend above whatever is your current reality. Because if we don't do that, if we remain in fear and choose to simmer in long-term low-key stress, the consequences will definitely not be low-key. Even more, I can tell you about this woo-woo theory. How my woo-woo theory is that before, overworking us did the trick because we worked nonstop, spent money and said ta-ta to the world early enough. The sooner the better for the system, right? Back in late last century, the general awareness had been rising at incredible speed and a lot of people were saying no to that system. So the system needs to find new ways to control us. The numbing systems needed an upgrade because they were not enough anymore. So here come the internet, social media, 4 hour weeks and even work from home. And I'm not saying that the system created these things, but they're catching on to use them against us. The mental health discourse that blew up in, I would say, 2018-2019, and then went completely out of control during the 2020 events, first seemed to me like a manifestation of our collective higher consciousness. But the system caught on to that as well. They were like, oh, you want to step back and relax? Well, sure, sure, here, have it all all the time go so numb from resting that you forget how to think for yourself and we will give endless opinions for you to choose from don't worry you can just rest your mind and your body just rest in peace if you know what i mean and then get freaked out by every thought of your own that comes in and get stuck in a stress response from simply feeling some stress Oh, and by the way, here's a link to shop. We've already picked everything out for you. Just do it, okay? A little comfort shopping, we know. It'll make you feel better. (laughs) Ta-ta. I don't want to come off as an anti-internet, anti anti-four-hour weeks, or anti-work-from-home person. My point is simply that the direction we're heading in is increasingly comfort-seeking and mind-numbing, and having in mind all the things we've touched upon today. I believe it's now obvious what kind of results we can expect from our future if we approach stress only by reducing it, creating more comfort, doing more zen things, sitting back and relaxing. The healthier flow I see is approaching stress by creating high stress situations for ourselves. In other words, challenging our limits constantly and enjoying the zen periods that come in between The stress will be higher, therefore more beneficial and the Zen will be restorative and much deeper than whatever we could create from stressing to reduce stress. This way, we can remove the layers of overthinking, fear, programming and all that anti-stress agenda while creating more simplicity in our processes, more clarity and more depth in our experiences. If you want to go deeper, check out the show notes for some additional journaling prompts to get you going and don't forget to leave a five-star review if you've enjoyed the episode. Thank you all for listening as always and until next time.